The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Tommy Dreamer, and Mickey James talk to WWE Hall of Famer Trish Stratus right here on the Busted Open Podcast. We get into her new attitude plus some personal issues that she has with Becky Lynch. And speaking of personal issues, we talked to AEW owner, President Tony Khan, and some of the personal issues we've been seeing on All Access, especially with Thunder and Brit. We talk about it right now on the Busted Open Podcast. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible? After a hard day in the ring, a Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Fidelity. Can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then? When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Legend, Hall of Famer, Trish Stratus. Thank Hello. you. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How was my intro? How was it? You call me icon, legend. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think you're hitting them right perfectly. Okay, so good, good. Or so, Stratus. <laughs> Do you want to add anything, David? Listen, I, I listen. I love Trish. She's a Hall of Famer. She's a legend. She's an icon. All those words that you just said, Mickey. And after watching Trish these last few weeks, a little bit of a different attitude that we've seen from Trish these last few weeks. Cause usually, you know, Mickey, I don't know her on a personal level like you do. So I've only mm. spoken to her here on busted open. And right. some of the things that I've seen these last few weeks seem a little bit uncharacteristic to Trish for, for me personally watching it happen, uh, especially what I heard from Trish this past Monday night on raw. I have to add a couple other words after what I heard from Trish this past Monday. Egotistical might be one what? of those words. How? What do you mean? What? Don't you disrespect Trish Stratus on this show this morning on a Wednesday? I'm not disrespecting Trish Stratus. I'm just going. I can only go by what I hear and what I see. And those are some of the things that I have saw from somebody who's a Hall of Famer that I put up here. Explain yeah. yourself. Mm-mm. Explain yourself. <laughs> explain, explain yourself. Hold on, I won't stand for this. I, I did on Monday. Uh, <laughs> explain your actions again, just to the heartbroken fan, Dave Lagreca, please. Direct your promo at him. And then just ask you: Did I lie? Was there any anything maybe that I was not truthful about? Zero lies detected. Across the board, perhaps. Yeah. Tell me, what do you like, David? Your turn. Trish, you are a legend. You are the person and you are the wrestler that, again, the WWE said greatest women superstar of all time. And you know what? When you talk about the greatest, I don't even think you have to be specific about it. You are one of the best of all time. But I feel like 
Becky Lynch acknowledged that fact. I think Becky Lynch, I, I, that's how I perceive. Am I wrong? Do you feel like she never really gave you the credit that you feel you deserved? When did she acknowledge it? Did you, did she come on your show and, and say that? Or I missed that episode, maybe. No, she didn't. She right. She didn't. Yeah. She didn't. Has she ever been on your show, David? She, she was. Oh, she point. she actually was on the show once, and it was on a day that I wasn't on. So that tells you something. Oh, weird. Can add much to that. Um, I, honestly, I was there with her in person, and, and she didn't acknowledge. So, you know, we're just going about our business, uh, which is cool. But, it's you know, I mean, and, I, and I'm all about, like, real, recognizing real, and great, recognizing great, and all that. So I recognize her as real and as great. She is fantastic. She is a top-tiered woman, like, especially in today's landscape. Um, but, uh, it's just, it was just, uh, just felt a little, um, I don't know. She called Lita. She didn't call me, you know? Yeah. Interesting. You know, Trish, we had, um, I, I was shocked because we were, I was there during this when we had a fellow hall of famer, Beth Phoenix on, and she was like myself and a lot of the other women at the time that were in WWE were like, you had hold yourself to the standard that Trish Stratus set or be like Trish Stratus. And like Beth was like, but I'm not like Trish Stratus. And I was just like, wow, management is saying be like this person. But then just like you just said, I was like, well, what's wrong with being one of like the greatest females because you broke out from, you know, just the manager role, just the eye candy role to be this iconic wrestler. But like, I could also see some wrestlers, uh, female wrestlers, having some resentment towards you. But then, like I said, on the other hand, well, why wouldn't you want to set yourself to this standard? And I don't know if it was misinterpreted uh, by talent, but like when management is saying that, that does speak something for how you're perceived as well. I mean, and so it's not about like being like Trish. I mean, everyone's mm-hmm. their unique and they bring their own flavor. That's what we do out there. That's why we all resonate differently with the crowd, et cetera. Um, but it's about just like setting... Uh, you know, uh, it's just being passionate about what you do, going out there and 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 trying to raise the bar every single time, trying to elevate the game as a whole. That's something what I always tried to do was like, you know, and Mickey knows when we went out there, we were it was about uplifting each other, and it was this unique thing where, like, as females, you know, I think you you look at someone like like the Rock and Austin, right? Like Rock was trying to be the best male superstar. Austin was trying to be the best male superstar. When Mickey and I, Lita and I, when we were working. We, we weren't even about like ourselves, like get or become the best. We were like, let's make women because we're so not recognized. Let's let, let's let women be recognized as, mm-hmm. as great male counterparts out there. So that was our mission. So, you know, I mean, um, and then of course, yeah, you're gonna, you wanna personally always strive for excellence. I mean, I know the first time I had the moment to recognize it was when I got the hall of fame nod and I was like, oh, really? Like, okay, I, are you sure? Like, it didn't feel like I deserved it. But then I was mm-hmm. like, well, you know, what you do is you aim to go out there every day and do your best and raise your own bar. And I just, my ammo, because I started, I was green when I started. I just said, I have to just do better every time I go out there better than last mm-hmm. time. And just, that was my way to just keep, you know, kind of like rising up and stuff. So, so that's the example of all, not to be like me, not to do a promo like me or wrestle like right. me. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I, I think too, what they, for is the work ethic and how hard you work. And cause you were always working the hardest working woman in the room, you know, like just from every ounce of storyline and being involved in all of the little details to the in-ring part to, um, you know, just being a pro's pro all around. So I think too, 
um, because we women's wrestling is so great now and there's a lot of women getting recognized and we throw back to, oh, the women's evolution. And I, and it was powerful. And it was amazing or whatever. But I think that sometimes there's like this forgotten, which frustrates me because I felt like I was um, successful because of all of that work that was done prior to me, prior to this whole kind of, I don't know, de-evolution in a sense, in order for this, you know, whole thing of women's wrestling to explode again that you did that molly holly did jacqueline did and and women that i watched when i'm training or when i'm a fan of wrestling trying to you know um break in that was you you guys you were the pinnacle you are the you know what i mean and you were that standard of like what they were looking for but it wasn't just like that but it was like the whole package you know and i think that you were then probably screams to your success and and why you've been so successful is because you were so about every detail and all the details and everything that you did. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, it's, but like the um, like the horse ladies that came along, there's like that's we talk about that, we talk about that, we talk about that. Um, and I just think there is the the mollies and the jazzes and that like let's 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 look yeah. recognize it like, real talking real like like real recognize oh, yeah. all they, yeah they made me you know what I mean but like we don't talk about the era as much. I mean you know why is it Victorian Hall of Fame you know. Um, Whatever. The golden era. The golden era. It was so shiny and golden. It was beautiful. And, and you, you know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I, I apologize. And I apologize for coming at you so strong at the beginning of the interview. That was a bit unprofessional so right now. by me. Anyways, it's, it's fine. But it's but it's the it's the emotional investment I have in you, and I feel like a lot of fans have in you, and that's why it happens. But I want to go back to WrestleMania thirty nine. And I said this on the air. And I'm going to say it to you as well. Uh, You were the MVP of that match in my eyes. And I think maybe it goes back to what you're saying right now. I think, I think people forgot. And when they saw you in the ring and the performance that you had in that match, I think a lot of fans remembered how damn good you really are. And I have to give you kudos because I do feel like you were the MVP in that match. What was it like to be out there again? And you've been you've been back. You've been on Raws. You know you're a part of Evolution along with Mickey a few years ago. But what was it like to be in that ring at WrestleMania in front of you know eighty thousand fans? I mean, what was that moment like for you? First of all, thank you for saying that. That's wild to hear because um, it, it was you know I'm in there with. To me, it was like it's like I kept saying it was a gener- such a generational. What a unique dynamic, right? To have this generational. Mm-hmm. You know, me and Lita being the past, and then the the present being Bailey and Becky, and then EO and Dakota being the, the future, right? Um, so what a neat thing to, for the fans to, to be able to yeah. see. Thank you for saying that, because man, I sat back and just I was in awe watching all of them work, right? I was just like, I love it. I love going back. I remember when I went back for the um, the Royal Rumble, and I was watching people work, and like I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because it's really interesting to see how people the how the brain works and how they put things together. You know, was that fun, Mickey, to watch that? You know, just kind of seeing how the younger mind, so to speak, like you know how they play. Right. So it was impressive to me to watch them. I was in awe on the on the apron watching the the match unfold. And then for me, I just, you know, I just do what I do. And I, and yeah, I mean, I, I always want to, like I said, I want to do better than I did last time. Right. So um, I do think people forgot and maybe I did too. I was like, I, every time I go out there, I'm like, I can I still do this. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, and um, I've had a few obstacles. Like I, I had a partially torn hamstring, by the way, nobody knew about that, but it was just like WrestleMania, let's just go. 
did not train as much. I'm usually like in there, like the minute I find out there's a match, I'm in there like every day. I'm putting my kids to bed and I'm out the ring until midnight. This is what I do. And this time I had this injury. So like, I was a little unsure going in, um, but man, there's something about feeling at home. Like, I mean, <clears throat> it's like people, apparently it's like riding a bike, as you guys know, like when we get it back in there, your body's like, I got this, just, just do your thing, you know? And it just flows. Um, I've kept my, but I've, you know, I've kept my health and fitness up. That obviously pl plays into it as well. And um, I just, um, I just, my body, I feel like my body, like I know those moments, I, I, I'm good in those moments, right? I, I work well under pressure. And uh, I knew, I knew, I always feel like I have to prove myself every time I go out there. So that was like a big driving force for me that evening was to go out and prove that I can still, that I belong in this match, that I belong with these other talented women. Um, and that I still belong here, period, you know, mm -hmm. at this 20, whatever, eight, you know, and it was cool, like to know that like, 18 years later, WrestleMania went Hollywood, right? So like, so like literally 18 years later in LA, we're doing the same thing, but on a whole nother level, right. like just the level, like, you know, the stage, the set, the, the, the stadium, we didn't have stadium uh, WrestleMania at that point. It was just the Staples Center when we did 18 right. years before. Um, and then, you know, the throw, the call back to the outfit, like that was super fun to do that. And it was amazing, honestly, surreal always, but also it just also feels at home. Like you're like, are you nervous? I kind of, I wasn't, I don't get nervous. I felt good. It feels at home to be on a stage in front of 80,000 people. When I was a little um, apprehensive going in literally right before, mostly because my giggle didn't play. And that felt, that threw me off when I came out. I was like, where's my giggle? Where's my giggle? I don't know to do now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, I just was like, oh, I haven't put in the work that I normally, like I, I would have been in the ring. Like, and I'm, you, I usually over, I over, I'm an overdoer. I over put in, I make, you know, and, and Mickey knows this about me. Like, I'm just like detailed, like, okay, we got it. You know, mm -hmm. um, but I knew I didn't have that much time that I would have wanted to put in, um, but I was still happy when it all came out and, and uh, I was pleased. And then there was just this automatic energy that happened when, as we all know, when we return, when you walk through the curtain, it's like, oh, okay, here we are, we're home. Oh. Uh, my question for you is like for most, and you're talking to one of them, they could hang on to their, uh, what they've already done in their accomplishment. Yes. You always want to keep moving forward, but this is a big change for you. Why now? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's about proving. I'm like constantly proving myself to myself, I think. Um, you know, and when I got the call to do WrestleMania, um, that is fun. It, it was fun to be, you know, in that capacity to do it at that level and at that still on that stage. Um, and then this is just, an, I don't know, I'm all about, you know, layers and, uh, and, and it was like, I hadn't dipped into this territory again, you know, for a long time. And it was like, can I do this? And I, it, when I did it, I loved it. This, this territory that we're in now, you know? And so, um, to be able to go back in this capacity, it felt like it's fun and it's a, it's, you know, it's a good story. You know, I think it's interesting. I always say like, whenever I went back, it was like, well, it has to check a few boxes. Like, is it interesting? Is it challenging for myself? Will the fans be intrigued by it? Um, will it tell something different than we've told before a story that's different than we've told before? Right. So check the boxes, you know? Yeah. Well, as you can tell, it, it hurts right. Dave LaGreca. It hurts fans. So well, it's working. And, and what's working it's not just the performance in the ring, but the performance on the microphone and what you said on Monday Night Raw this past Monday. Mark and I were talking about it on the show yesterday. Um, it takes a lot for people to dislike you. 
Trish, because you are an icon. You're all those things that Mickey said in the intro. You are all those things. The fans love you. But then you had the promo that you had on Raw Monday night. And your delivery, you know, your tone that you held from beginning to end, um, it was a fantastic job. If you wanted to get under people's skin and you wanted to get people to dislike you, you were able to do that in a big way Monday night. So kudos, Trish, for doing that. Thank you. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, had to, I, had to, I had to get a point across, so that's what I did. What was it like, though, to be in that ring? Because that was lengthy. It was you alone in that ring cutting that. I mean, you could have easily done that backstage or in an interview backstage. But how did you feel being out there in the ring in front of all those fans delivering that promo? Um, You know, I'm pretty much just being me. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's the thing is, is I remember saying, I was like, God, I haven't done a, you know, heel promo in 18 years. Like I was living a long time. Right. But, um, you know, I, I have, I have some jobs that I still do. I do Canada's Got Talent. I speak to a theater of 5,000 people. And I, and I, and you know, that's one thing that's interesting is, um, when I do Canada's Got Talent, the producers always come in and go, God, you're so good at getting the crowd. Like, you know, the, uh, t- Howie Mandel's fantastic. He's a TV guy, right? Like he's going to talk to the screen where I'm like, get the crowd. And you know, my golden buzzer isn't just like, boom, I'm like, I stand up, I look at the crowd, I drop an elbow on it. Like, that's what I do, right? Like, so this is stuff that like, I'm still in practice, so to speak, right? Was I was I apprehensive? I always am, but that's what is exciting to me. That's the parts like, ooh, can I still do this? Can I still capture mm-hmm. their time? Uh, will I, you know, will I remember everything? Will I say everything I want to say just so? Um, but I thrive on challenge. Like to me, that's just, <clears throat> that's just part of the, part of why I'm even doing this because it's, it's, you know, it's uh, a thriving and challenge and I had a, an important message that I had to get across as well. So clearly, yeah. yeah. so clear. <laughs> literally, well, <laughs> I, th- you know what I found fascinating, what you just said and all of that of like, even like when you say the, the hall of fame, when you were like, Ooh, do I, do I deserve this or whatever? And, and that, like, that's why I'm glad that it's, when you said, oh, zero lies detected, because I truly believe this is not me being biased. And I know people, oh, storylines or whatever. I believe you're one of the greatest of all times for many a reason. And you set a standard for myself. You set a standard for many women and women going forward of like what it's possible to be, to be a successful woman in this industry, you know, and to be that kind of standard bearer. And you were for such a long time to the point where you still are. And so I think that that always should be acknowledged in that sense. And that's just not me as a friend. Um, heel or baby face, I will always love every version of Trish Stratus. Uh, but to say that you who are on that Mount Rushmore, when we throw out those Mount Rushmores of women's wrestling, that she didn't feel that she deserved uh, the Hall of Fame nod or to think that in it's just I, I hope people that are even breaking in or listening to that because we all we all do that. You know, we're still at this point. Do we do that? Like, do I deserve this? Am I going to be good enough? All that um, even when you're the best. And uh, but it's like but it's also I want you to know that you always deserve it. That's all. And that's not storyline. Yeah, but you right? Like going, am I this? Can I do this? This is the thing that like motivates you. That's like the thing that's like proving to yourself, but proving to everyone else as well, right? So that's why you go out there and you have to bring great greatness, or else you will fail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where do you and Lita stand? Um, uh, on different levels, I suppose is maybe the answer for that one. Um, so you long, you're no longer besties, is what you're saying. I mean, I it's we. 
I mean, we, yeah, we can be, I guess, one of these days. But right now, I just, like, I just wanted her to, like, just, I needed her to slip aside. And then I just had to, I, like I said, I needed to make sure that Becky knew that was right. me. But, uh, For sure. Know. Trust but if me, you, I get I it. I got to deal if with. If you need alone. a bestie, if you if you need a bestie, <laughs> stalker is jumping up back again. Stalker is <laughs> looking looking for another run, brother. <laughs> no, I, no, I mean just you know when we go to the comic cons, that's all. Oh, well, are you sure that's it? Because you know, <laughs> just a little maybe. I, I I'm not a sidekick, but I don't mind having a sidekick. Right. You know, right. Like I could be your Robin. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, that, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and I always like to promote other things that you're doing because you are doing a lot. You're busy in the world of the WWE and it's good to have you back home, but you have the just like that t-shirt that you can get at tristratus.com. Also, I have my Trish Stratus pop figure that I have for inspiration right so above cool. here. You got to hold it uh, down, you know, so make sure you go to tristratus.com. Uh, figures, pop figures, belts, T-shirts. Also, all your fitness DVDs are there as well. And everything that you're doing. So, because um, you're doing so much. So, for all the news and the events, go to uh, TrishStratus.com right now. Thank you for that. Appreciate yeah. that. Send you your cut. <laughs> well, no, you know what? And I'm going to be I, I'm gonna be honest with you, Trish. I'm going to be straight up honest with you because I respect you that I'm going to boo you. Like, I, I, I got to be honest, like when you come on my TV screen, I'm going to boo you. And if I'm at an event, I'm going to boo you. You changed or maybe you did it. Maybe this is what you've been like all along. I'll support you because you support Busted Open and I appreciate that. And you're friends with Mickey. So there must be some goodness in you that you're friends with Mickey. But I have no qualms in saying that when you're on my TV or I'm at an event, I'm going to boo you. Good. So that I'll tell you, David, that I don't care. <laughs> Fair Whatever enough. You want. Go on with your bad self. And you, if you do you. That, you. Gotta cheer me when I come on, at least, you know, just give me a little cheerleading. You could be, you know, whatever. We can have our thing. But if you want me on, you gotta convince me now because now I'm not sure about you. You know? Mm -hmm. Interesting. You deserve <laughs> a little on the show. Hmm? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I wish I can say good luck to you, but um, let me just say you have been amazing on the TV. You've been amazing on the microphone. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure when you and Becky finally get into the ring together, you will take the loss like an icon usually He's does. He's going to whip her <laughs> ass. How dare you? He said that you were going to take the L. This is uh, everyone listening. Thank you so much for enjoying the Tristratus uh, on this on the show. This is, is unfortunately the last time I will be appearing on the show, unless of course David is off, and then uh, if there's a suitable replacement, I will be on, and it'll be really and actually more entertaining because um, you know there's just you know different angles and different views and and things <laughs> like. Yeah. Gratisfaction no longer guaranteed for you, David. Me well, I, I will be I will be the professional and once again say go to tristratus.com. Again, all those collectibles, all those t-shirts are available. Again, I I practice what I preach. I've bought my pop figure from tristratus.com, so make sure you do the same. And Trish for for Tommy and for Mickey, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having yeah. me. It was a pleasure. I appreciate you guys very much. And I love what you guys do. And um, 
yeah, you guys were my first, uh, my first little, little interview after the whole. Oh my God. Monday Night Raw conversation. This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. AEW owner and president, Mr. Tony Khan. Tony, good morning, and thanks for the time, as always. Good morning, Dave. Thanks for having me on. And, Tony, I'm so glad that you're on. There's a lot to get into. The first thing, though, I want to mention is something that you shared on social media, and I got to tell you, I got a little emotional when I saw it because this man has a lot of history, and it's the picture that you shared with you and superfan Flad. And, you know, that's a, a, a guy that we've seen at, uh, at ringside for decades and decades. And I got the opportunity to meet him about seven or eight years ago in New Orleans, Tony. And it's crazy for somebody that we've never seen in the ring and somebody that we've never heard on the microphone. There's so much history with that one person because uh, so many times we saw him on television and pay-per-views. And I got, like I said, I, I got a little emotional seeing that picture that you shared on social media. So, so thank you for that. Well, thank you, Dave. And Vlad is really the true super fan of pro wrestling. It was a great pleasure to visit with him and great to have him at the show. And I agree with everything you said. He represents one of the things that makes wrestling so great, which is the support of the fans all over the world. Thanks for having me on today to talk about what's going to be a great show tonight, I think, on TBS. I'm very excited about it. We have a great lineup, and also the show is live coast-to-coast tonight. So we're live at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Mountain time, 7 p.m. Central time, and 8 p.m. Eastern. It's a little bit different uh, with U.S. soccer versus Mexico tonight. So Dynamite live on the West Coast, a little bit different starting at 5 p.m., out there for our fans in the West, but I think we've got a great lineup and uh, it's going to attract hopefully great viewership. And we got a great live crowd here in Pittsburgh tonight, still some tickets available, but I think it's going to be a great show tonight in Pittsburgh. And whenever AEW is in Pittsburgh, one of the first names you think of, or I think of at least is Pittsburgh's own Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, who's got a huge match tonight teaming up, with the women's world champion Jamie Hayter taking on the outcasts, Ruby Soho and Tony Storm for the first time ever. And that's such a huge match for the biggest stars in a big match tonight on Dynamite on TBS. One thing that's, and it's not on tonight, unfortunately, because of the soccer, but there's a new episode next week, and that's AEW All Access. And, uh, you know, what we've been seeing on the other side. Uh, with all access and it, and it's tough for me. And I I've said it here on the air, Tony, as a fan, because I, I like to buy into the magic of pro wrestling and we get to see everybody on a personal level. How difficult was it for you to kind of give that access to this show to kind of peel back the curtain, so to speak? It's challenging. It's really challenging. And I wanted to show fans 
a great look at what happens backstage in AEW. And obviously, you know, you, you know, there's some things that are very personal, but as much as we could push the envelope, we really tried to without crossing that line. And I think the show is really fun. Of course, it's on after Dynamite. Tonight, it's a little different with that U.S.-Mexico soccer game, but most weeks uh, that show's on right after Dynamite, and it's had a great debut. A uh, very successful start for AEW All Access, thanks to the great support of the fans. And we are very, very optimistic about uh, the launch of that show. And one of the main focus points on that show has been the comeback story of Adam Cole. It's so incredible that Adam Cole has been able to make this comeback to the ring. We saw his return to the ring recently. He had a great match with Daniel Garcia of the Jericho Appreciation Society. And in the aftermath, Chris Jericho came out and, you know, kind of in a way, maybe took something away from Adam Cole's moment. Of course, last week we saw Chris Jericho pick up a huge win in the main event against Keith Lee in a great match. And Chris Jericho was a little taken aback to have uh, Adam Cole out there after his match, which is, I thought, a bit ironic given what had transpired Uh, a few weeks earlier after the Cole Garcia match. And, of course, Garcia got involved in Jericho's match. And I think uh, these guys will have a lot to talk about tonight. I'm very interested to see Adam Cole and Chris Jericho come face-to-face, one of the greatest stars of the present and one of the greatest stars of the future, meets one of the greatest stars ever in wrestling and somebody who is the first-ever AEW world champion and is still – wrestling at a top level today that's the great chris jericho really excited about cole and jericho face to face on tbs tonight yeah and of course jericho's a legend we're seeing that uh comeback story of adam cole and like you said it's featured on the show all access also and and obviously myself being close to the situation uh with Britt baker and thunder rosa and that real life uh, situation, and I'm hoping that they get the opportunity to get back into the ring together. And you know, that's a difficult situation too, Tony. And it being played out on all access, how do you feel about that? And what's the future of Thunder and Britt moving forward? Well, we'll have to see. I mean, Thunder Rosa is not cleared to return to the ring yet. Uh, and when she is, certainly we'll welcome her back with open arms in AEW. And it has been an interesting situation. Some of that stuff, I think, should stay behind closed doors, but that's where all access does give fans a a great chance to see what happens behind the scenes. So we'll have some more uh, all access taking a look at what happens backstage when Thunder Rosa uh, comes back to AEW. And I know that the locker room, uh, and Thunder Rosa at times uh, have had some some stuff. So I I, uh, I also think that that should be largely between everyone that was in the room. And there is a point of all access where I have to make a decision, okay, this is uh, as much access as anybody who was backstage would reasonably get. And so you'll see me making some tough choices about what we do and don't show 
I do think that in the future, uh, Thunder Rosa is a great wrestler, has been a great champion in AEW. I look forward to having her back, and she's done a lot of the things we would ask, uh, you know, on the on the path to return and, and try to make amends with some people. But there's some things you just can't amend. There's some people that are never going to get along. There's some people that are never going to be friends. And Dr. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa are not going to ever be friends. And they're not ever going to get along. Uh, so as for what the future with them is, I would say that it's probably going to be an intense rivalry for as long as both of them are wrestling. These are not two people that are ever going to be buddies, but it's uh, something to follow for sure. Thunder Rosa, we'd look forward to having her back in the ring. And as for Britt, I think Britt has her hands full right now. This is a big night for Britt and a big night for AEW tonight on TBS. I mean, Britt Baker... She's teaming with with Jamie Hayter. First of all, this is significant because Jamie Hayter made her debut in Pittsburgh on one of the first ever episodes of Dynamite, wrestling against Britt Baker. And look how far they've come in almost four years to have uh, both of them have been world champions. Jamie Hayter is the world champion right now. These are two of our top stars. They've both come so far from those early days from that first month of AEW Dynamite in October of 2019 when they had that match against each other in the same building. And AEW's changed a lot since then. To have two stars like Tony Storm and Ruby Soho, along with Soraya, come into AEW and run roughshod over a lot of the great stars here, it's uh, it's been something really, really eye-opening. And these outcasts, have come into AEW, and they're some of the best wrestlers in the women's division, and they're all gunning for that championship held by Jamie Hayter. They all want to knock off Jamie and Britt, and it's a great opportunity tonight for them to fight on Dynamite, on TBS, to have Jamie Hayter teaming with Britt against Ruby Soho and Tony Storm, four of the top stars. And again, it's the first time that match has ever happened. It's a huge match tonight on TBS. Uh, I agree. Jamie has really, I mean, she's the champion. She's a champion for the reason. Uh, I mean, her in-ring is amazing. And stepping out of the shadow of such a strong female in Britt Baker and becoming that championship. And then the greatest part about it, even Britt Baker saying, I'm here along for the ride as well. And I'm here to support and lift up um, Jamie Hayter. And I think that's been a big part of like Jamie's success because she's she's a pleasure to watch in the ring. And I do remember her debut. I actually think I was there and I was just like, wow, this this person has it. And then the slow build and and uh, you don't get enough credit for it because people what they watch is the long term booking of your stuff. And we were talking about Adam Cole and Chris Jericho. But the long-term build is where there's the most money, and I see it, but a lot of people don't. But even with this thing with Jamie and uh, Britt Baker, it's been a long time coming, and uh, I look forward to watching them tonight and seeing what they're doing because, hey, it's Britsburg, and she's uh, one over-commodity there, and then also to see the other over-commodity in Jamie Hayter. So it'll be fun to watch. Absolutely. Uh, really looking forward to tonight's show again. Just to reiterate, it's a special start time on the West Coast tonight, 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. 
And we're at our usual start time for a lot of you, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, tonight on TBS. It's a huge show, something we haven't talked about that I'm really excited about. Uh, we'll hear from Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks tonight and what a rivalry it's been recently between the Elite and the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, we saw last week the Blackpool Combat Club struck back uh, on Brandon Cutler and Nakazawa, but then the elite fired back on them, and we saw the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega standing tall, and uh, the Blackpool Combat Club, for the first time, had to retreat. So I'm really interested to hear from Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks tonight after uh, that beatdown last week, after uh, seeing the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega standing tall together again for the first time in a while. That was very interesting, and I'm excited to hear from them tonight and what this could mean uh, for their rivalry with the Blackpool Combat Club. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mowing Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner, too. So she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. Like a like a good neighbor. Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.